When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast on this beautiful hump day Wednesday. That's right, Lawrence Benedetto. Good to be here alongside the one and only Gregory P. <laughs> Allen Braggs and another special guest in studio, Zach Pearson, joining us today straight out of Rockford, bearreport.com, buried in all things bears your entire days and lives right now thanks for joining my friend yeah thank you guys for having me on this is awesome i'm um, excited to do this studio is great and uh, of course i know both you guys so it makes it a little easier well first time having you on we have a segment that's called peppering pearson that uh, will be coming up at some <laughs> point during the show uh, but i do well we've got a lot to get to here first off and we can cover it a little more extensively on the back end of the show but would you like to have a moment of uh, silence for the Bears not being on hard knocks. It, it did not happen. Yeah. Uh, the New York Jets forced to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Robert Salah didn't want to be on there. The Jets didn't want anything to do with it. They were one of four teams that could be forced to do it. That's what happens when you trade for Aaron Rodgers. You get thrown on hard knocks. Uh, but... I actually think there is an angle on this that's not great for the Bears. I don't know how you guys – Zach, are you a big hard knocks guy? Yeah, I like it. Um, I've watched the last four to five seasons. I guess unpopular opinion, I thought they were pretty good. Like, I like the Cowboys one. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the split one with the L.A. teams. Um, Did you like the Lions one last year? Yeah, Lions one was good. Was good. The uh, Raiders was pretty good. Um, I had like six or seven years where I didn't watch it from like 2012-ish, but – I'm Do you watch the in-season ones? Because I no. haven't sunk my teeth into them either yet. And no. I've been told they're better. I have not watched. What's well, been Arizona and Indianapolis? Yeah. yeah, I've not seen those yet. No. I was. I actually was watching the Cowboys one last night, and I thought it was incredibly well done. And that, I just reminded me of, of Jerry Jones being emotional about his yep. team, seeing like a real <laughs> side of Jerry. I, I, I felt it last night. And then I thought of you and the desire to have the Bears underline. And then, you know, just reading the disappointment from the Jets being on it and their head coach and them talking about how this could be a real distraction. And then I started to get like a drop of Bears nervousness because, you know, this is a building year. We're not necessarily trying to win the Super Bowl. Making the playoffs would be a hell of an accomplishment. But down the line, they're going to still be a candidate next year. And yeah. then it could be a distraction when they're actually trying to win the Super Bowl. And that is bad for the Bears. The Bears should have raised their hand. Damn it. We should right. have done o- it right Oaks now. Oaks made that point a few times that just get it out of the way now would have been a, a wise decision because eventually you're going to have to. But I don't know. I guess George McCaskey has enough pull as the charter yeah. franchise of the NFL and keeps saying, well, there's 31 other teams that can tell their story. Uh, disappointing for me as a Bears fan, obviously, I've said that many times on the show. But it is what it is on a training camp. I am actually think. They made the right call. I'm much more interested in seeing what's going on with the Jets behind the scenes than... Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. That's going to be a nightmare for producers and everyone doing it, so... I mean, it, it, has, fun. it has phenomenal potential. Yeah. If they start the first episode with Aaron Rodgers locked in a dark room... It would be amazing. Then, um, <laughs> then I'm in. I, and now, like, I think... Was it Hogue that said this a few weeks ago about how they're probably not going to focus on Rodgers too much? This is more of the thing for the rookies and the cut guys and all that but they, they got, better they got to oh he's gonna be all over the thing they got a good storyline i mean they got play, like interesting players like sauce gardner i mean even zach wilson that's mm-hmm. a great storyline yeah. yep. garrett wilson um the running back is a Brees hall um yeah just coming off injury too, yeah right? just coming off injury salah's a, a, an interesting coach so i think once they got rogers at it was pretty much they're they're starting training camp on july 19th almost a week earlier than the bears does that make any sense? Are they they're not in the Hall of Fame game, right? They're in uh, they? they're in like I think 
I read some game that they're in that didn't say Hall of Fame game that might be have another name for the Hall of Fame oh, game, yeah. which is maybe why they're doing it. So Gary Ross, I'm sure, knows out there exactly. <laughs> that, that's Help a, us, Gary. But they're, they're starting earlier. And the Jets also, you know, the Bears have their own phenomenal video team that did a great piece on Jervon Dexter that we talked about yesterday. But the Jets have their thing called One Jets Drive, and that shows, you know, footage of players at home, behind the scenes. Wait, one? did they just steal that from 120? 1920. Whatever, 19, 1920 yeah. drive? Yeah. Maybe they did. That's Stealing jerks. from the Bears. Yeah. Jerks. Lame-o Jets. Anyway, uh, congratulations to the New York Jets, and maybe it'll be the Bears next year. All right. I want to move on to a phenomenal job by uh, Dan Pompey, no surprise there, uh, sitting down with Kevin Warren, a big piece in The Athletic. And, Braggs, this is going to be a very interesting segment for you because I think that you and Kevin Warren have a lot in common. I you know, um, I've met, I met Kevin Warren at the Big Ten Tournament Championship. He was giving the trophy to my Purdue Boilermakers. And prior to the final buzzer sounding, I had a brief conversation with him. And we did. I, made, I felt like I made a nice impression and felt like we were kindred spirits in a way. The, okay. And so this is chat, live chatters, and everybody in, in, in Sound World. Zach, you can weigh in on this too. And obviously, and, and you as well, Lawrence. Are the Bears being run by Greg Braggs? Um, <laughs> ele- they are not. Pompey starts the article, and this is where it's not you, but kind of you. 11-year-old Kevin Warren flew 30 feet in the air and landed with a compound fracture of his leg after a car hit him while he was riding his Schwinn bicycle. Did you, anything ever, did you ever get hit by a car? I never got hit by a car. <laughs> Okay. I knew a kid, Mike I, Davis, that I got hit by a car bicycle. two years in a row, though. <laughs> did you have a Schwinn? I did not have a Schwinn. Okay. Like two years in a row. No, our our generation was, uh, yeah, Mike Davis got hit by a car. Wow. Two years in a row in the same spot. Didn't learn his lesson. But our generation rode dinos, oh, yeah? not Schwinns, right? Yeah, those were like the three, were the three-wheeler bikes? No, no, they were just kind of the hipper, oh. you know, like I thought design. you were talking about like the, uh, the big-wheel bikes. No, they had like a cool What do you design. mean your generation? People are, st- I mean, there's people riding around Schwinns right now. Okay. Schwinns were more like for the <laughs> bicycle enthusiast. When I was a kid, we got dinos because they looked cool. Right. Just go back to yes. what you were saying. Okay. Let's not get off on a bike tangent. Excellent job by you, bringing me back. But I'm <laughs> a little down on you bashing on Schwinn bikes. That's, that's messed I'm up. I'm not bashing. So I, yeah, Warren, must, is, as Pompey writes, was put in traction. He wore a body cast for six months. Um, <laughs> and so he feels blessed to spend nearly an hour working out, usually on a Stairmaster with dumbbells, before his day begins. This dude's getting up at 4 in the morning getting out of Stairmaster and doing dumbbells. This is obviously not you. Uh, no offense. Uh, or, I am working out. You don't believe me. Not at 4 a.m. I do. I no, don't. not 4 a.m. But, uh, Zach, you a 4 a.m. workout guy? Uh, no, I'm like a 9 p.m. after the kid is in bed, Peloton type. Our head of content, oh, Kevin yeah. Kadick, gets up early. I can't do it. I wish I could it's just hard, to man. get it out of the way. I respect those that do that. My wife does it. She's more of the early morning i do think those are the true champions of the world and for whatever reason i just can't get myself to do it so i start every get more day. done with your day yep i start every day with matt nagy in the chat says the only thing braggs and kevin warren have in common is that they are both human <laughs> <laughs> that's not true nagy listen to me listen to this warren spent sultry summers as a high school and college student in phoenix wearing a hard hat yep. sweatshirt jeans steel-toed boots while jackhammering Framing two by fours and pouring foundation for apartment office buildings. He told me this when we talked because, of course, I brought up the fact that I was a bricklayer, you know, trying to be a, you know, reporter. And he was like, you know, and that's where our conversation kind of sparked. And he was like, yeah, I I did concrete work growing up. And we, we, we got into that a little bit. How old were you when you started doing concrete work? Well, I didn't. He how old were you when you first brick work when yeah, you did brick 18. work? 18 close yeah. enough i mean he was a little younger than you so he was ahead of the curve which is why he's the president of the bears and you're sitting here <laughs> but 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 congratulations in due time he, he he says quote what it taught me is from the leader of the project to the general contract to a foreman all the way to the person like me who was a summer intern everybody was critically important and everything had to work together with great attention to detail that's exactly right I know. 
I knew you were going to just nod your head and say this is exactly how this should be done. Yeah, 100% right. With bricklaying, it's the same thing. A bricklayer has to get off the wall and help the laborers. Sometimes the laborers have to help the bricklayers. And it is it's something you appreciate, you know, even now with what I'm doing here. Like, I like that I'm on the other side of the camera. Sometimes I'm producing other shows. It, once you understand everything that entails your company or your job or your work, you have a better understanding of how to do your specific role. It helps in all facets. So you and Warren are on the same page. I love this guy. You Right. You are Warren. <laughs> Uh, okay, recent months. This, now, maybe you would be doing the same thing if you were the Bears president. Warren regularly visited Arlington Park. Quote, you just observe. Try to look at things from a different angle. I'm always sensitive about ingress and egress. Are you sensitive about ingress and egress? I'm, see, I'm, I'm not. Um, I, I like egrets, the bird. Yeah. Personally. Those, I mean, sound, I don't know what that those is. sound like characters from Game of Thrones. What? So. Ah, yes, ingress. <laughs> I'm a construction worker. I don't read. <laughs> I'm not a dictionary, so you're gonna have to explain to me what. You don't know what ingress and egress no, is. No, and typically I have a pretty good vocabulary, but this is new to. I, I've heard the words. Zach, can I you help us out? Ingress. I can't ingress? define what ingress and egress mean. I'm not I've heard it used. Trying, yeah. I've you know, I've heard it used in. Well, I mean. I don't, I don't want to have to look this up because I should just, but I don't want to get it wrong. So I'll, I'll look it up just to make sure we have it right. No, Ingress can refer to both the act of entering or to an entryway. Egress refers to both the act of exiting. So he's figuring uh, out what it's like to get in, what it's like to get out, that whole process. He's probably going at different times of the yeah, day, okay. doing the whole, you know, let's go right at the prime time, 5 p.m. Everyone's going home for work. Let's, let's, let's enter in the morning. That, that's, that's what he's doing. He's checking it all out, baby. I love it. I knew you would. Well, you're last him. year when we went to the town hall meeting, I stopped by Arlington Park. Me and Louis Medina from Bleacher Nation Bears. We went, stopped by the entryway, and we just took it in. Yeah, he, said, he says, quote, every time I go, just like you're talking about your, you and Warren, your anecdotal moment. Every you went there, you had a hard uh, hat on. Yeah, I did. Every, <laughs> every time I go, I learn something about traffic patterns and sound. I think putting your eyes and ears on the property is critically important to touch and feel it and get a sense of it beyond what Google Earth can tell you. Details. It's all about the details. I think he mentions, like, earlier in the article, he mentions, like, when he's working with the Viking Stadium, like, how he sat in the seats to make sure they were comfortable, like, how the women's bathrooms had to have the same amount of, of toilets as the men's, and then there had to be enough uh, family restrooms. It's just a lot of details. It does sound like you. It, very detail-oriented. Yes. I mean, slow down there. I mean, in some aspects just, of life, just, just not try all. To, try, try to embrace it. Uh, we're, we're making you the Bears president right now. Uh, and then his goals. I mean, you, you're shooting for the moon. You're, you're going you're, you're going to be the biggest guy in all of media in the history of Chicago. Slash, that's true. That's what that you part want. is true. That's what you want. So, quote, I want us to build the most advanced, most progressive stadium project ever on the planet. That's his goal. Let me read that again. I want us to build the most advanced, most progressive stadium project ever on the planet. Did you hear that, Bears fans? It should be in Chicago. We don't need the Starlington Heights thing. But that's, where he, what, that's what he wants, wherever it is. I want people and corporations to come and say, let's spend some time at the Bears because they are a forward-thinking, innovative company. And then more so on your line, too. And I want to win Super Bowl trophies. Why not us? You know, why not? I know. So I haven't had a chance to dig into the article, and you have definitely piqued my interest with some of this stuff we're talking about here. But the why not us is something I've said a few times on this show, and I'm mad at Dan Pompey because I was going to write a little article about that before the season started, like a little rally cry. Yeah. I'm still going to do it. So I'm just going to steal from you now, Dan. Sorry. There's room for both. Yeah. Because it is. I like the why not us mentality. I'm sick of Bears fans feeling sorry for themselves and years of torment with the Green Bay Packers. I want to smack the Packers in the mouth and get on with the, the n new era of the Bears where we actually have a quarterback and the Packers aren't better than us and we can start yes. winning football games. And Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yep. Quarterback. You know, between Green Bay and Chicago is as even as it's probably been in a long, long time. Um, obviously, we hope that Justin Fields is a lot better than Jordan Love. But, yeah, why not the Bears? Why not a big new stadium? And 
if you're talking about Taylor Swift residencies, why not? <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to have the best stadium, you know, in the country. So I'm all for it. I mean, he's, he's setting the bar high. How can, how, can you not, how can you not like what's coming out of his mouth here? It's like I'm reading this piece and getting fired up, uh, you know, even though it's we're still two weeks away from training camp and one month away from the first preseason game. But it's creeping closer, baby. One month. Let's see you, Tennessee Titans, August and 12th. And Gary yeah. did text me saying the Jets are in the Hall of Fame game versus the Browns this year. There you go. So that's, that, why, yeah, that's, that's why they're early. starting early. Yeah, there so. you go. Exactly. Oh, you and Gary so, on speed dial now, huh? Wow. Yep. Now, do you have any bottles of champagne and or expensive things of wine that are sitting at home waiting for a, a special time to open them? I got Johnny Walker Red. That's probably the most expensive. What are you waiting for to open it? I don't know. I don't like it. That's why I didn't open it. Okay, it's yeah. too strong well, for so me. I didn't, I didn't think this was going to be something where you two are alike. But Warren yeah, plans no. to open a bottle of champagne from the Rams Super Bowl victory that he was a part of. On the day he replaces it with a bottle from the Bears Super Bowl. Okay. He ain't opening that shit until the, the Bears win this damn thing. It's just going to sit there as motivation. You know, we did have two bottles of champagne. One I still have, and the other one I opened and sprayed everywhere when the Cubs won the World Series. Do so you have I, a bottle of Cub champagne? I don't. It's not Cub champagne. I don't even know if it's nice champagne. Oh, I, had a, I, I had a bottle from the uh, locker room in 2003 and after, when they beat the Pirates to win the division. You got that? You were in yeah. the clubhouse the day they won the division on yeah. the double play ball. Correct. Eric Carroll's catching it. Benedetto in the in the well, Cubs I, clubhouse. Yeah, I mean honestly, I might have been just doing on the field stuff. I, I forget it's that's twenty years ago now because I'm old. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I had the I had the cork, had the bottle. Uh huh. We kind of gathered stuff. The old Fox Sportsnet crew. Look at us, Gail yeah. Fisher, yeah. Dave Otto, my guy. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'd times. seen that. We need more Benedetto media history on the show. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm very old. Yeah. And yeah, then, no, I, you know, my guy Joseph in the chat, I, I got to bring this up. I know we are, I'm getting off track here, but he talked about Sherl's, which is a uh, an ice cream place where I grew up. Like after every baseball game, Little League, we'd go to Sherl's and I'd get the, you know, chocolate dipped cone, play a little root beer tapper. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about Roselle, Illinois. How do we get to Sherl's? Uh, it's because of the bike talk. <laughs> that Gary, was a calm. Uh, well, no, it was the bike talk. Redirect. Gary started talking about dry, uh, riding his bike to Dairy Queen, and then uh, okay. Joseph oh, okay. said, "Sure." Okay. So we so. went down. The, we went down yeah. the Kid Schwinn thing, and that got us to yep. ice cream. Mm. This is an adorable show out of nowhere. I kind of, yeah. I mean, it's got a few different. You, you got to watch out for us. Sorry we about are that. the king of tangents. No, it, I can handle it. Yeah, I just did the calm crash. Yeah. Normally, Hogue would bad. walk off the set by now. No, no, no. Hogue, Hogue would be having a great time. <laughs> I, if we're going down that thing, I was always a Baskin Robbins guy. Two, two scoops Sunday on Sunday night or Saturday nights, watching the Love Boat with my aunt. Um, it was hot. Your boy Brandy. Boogie wants me on the show with Bragg's producing. It was. Hot. I don't know if we want that. We, we, I think we do want that. Um, but all right, here, just wrapping up the Kevin Warren talk, and and Greg Braggs is running the Bears, <laughs> sort of. Um, this is where he doesn't sound like you, by the way. But maybe. War, how are you with names? Do you remember names? No. Warren remembers every name. Never yeah, seems. I, I always pulled up. What's up? What's up, guy? Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think. <laughs> was, you I, know, like, I put in. I put or in, I'll do the thing where if I don't remember your name, but I know who you are, and my wife's with me, it's the best thing because I'll be like, oh, "This is this is my wife," and she'll be like, "Hi, I'm Jenny," and then then they'll introduce themselves to Jenny, and then I'm like, "Sweet, I'm back." Yeah, that's a good strategy, and I'm right. I am terrible. With that. It's one of the main reasons no, I'm pretty bad. got yeah, married I'm pretty just bad to have names. that. It's, it's, a, it's an <laughs> upper-level skill. Somehow Warren has it. He remembers every name, never seems hurried. This is Pompey's writing. Always is present and makes efforts to maintain relationships that otherwise would become distant. Rather than SMS, rather than a text, Warren prefers a discussion over a dinner table. He'll do the ordering, and there will be doggy bags. And then he, he goes on to say that he, he, what he really wants is not just a lunch or a dinner, but he wants to sit down with you over a bottle of wine if when you truly become friends. So my goal, officially, Kevin Warren, we are going to be friends to one day that I'm going to have a bottle of wine with Warren. We're going to discuss all things, how the media and the Bears and everybody could come together and, let's be, do it. Let's, and let's be great. Great idea. You know? And he, someone needs to do that. It's a great idea. We'll do it. We're doing it. Brick by brick. Well, and that's the other thing is you've moment seen the relationship with Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren. Yeah. Is 
you know, it seems like they have good chemistry. And because Ryan Poles has a similar mentality. Yeah. You know, he's another guy that appreciates kind of the the hard work. He's, he said it on the interview at the Combine with us, brick by brick. I mean, this is something that's kind of a battle cry here for us, but he signs off on that kind of mentality. So, I, you know, I just think from their perspective, they understand what it takes to build a foundation, you know, and, and, and grow this the way it needs to be in a proper fashion. He's there, too. Like, he's at practices. I've seen Kevin Warren... You know, how many times have we seen him out there in the practice yep. field? Um, at the Piccolo Award, he talked to a couple of media members after. He says, hi, how are you doing? Right. He wants to truly know, like, everyone that's in that building, and that's important. Right. Like you said, like, Ryan Poles wants to build us a certain way. I think that's why those two. And we heard that with uh, Steve Edwards. Big Steve Edwards came yeah. on our show, and, and he talked about how they do the golf outing every year. Yep. And they, uh, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles were there and talked to the players, and, and Steve Edwards was like, I don't remember Ted Phillips ever doing this with with us so yeah. you know i think that stuff it's a little detail and some might come over and think it's not a big deal but those little details add up yeah. and the more you pay attention to everyone players see it too yep yeah. well and that's the reason why i was excited to bring up this article i was excited to read it today and once again great job by dan it's a huge deal that the bears have someone at the top of the food chain that knows what the hell he's doing and has this level of work ethic and is this involved and you were seeing all this evidence already of it it was cool to see him you know go to columbus ohio for just for justin fields for his graduation personal touch same thing with cole Komet. and i i missed this but leslie frazier uh who was a cornerback on the bears super bowl 1985 team just got inducted into the black college hall of fame in atlanta he kevin warren flew down there with george mccaskey to honor a guy who you know well respected around the nfl and warren knew him from their time when you know leslie was up in minnesota as their uh, dc head coach so he knows he knew him from there but this is uh it's it's i, I just love that he made that that another extra touch, not on a guy that's on the team, not on something that people that he couldn't do some big photo op for, but he went down to, to honor Leslie. It's first class move. Yeah. I mean, Cole Komet talked about it. Fields talked about it when they met the media and now, you know, with him doing it with Leslie Frazier, I mean, that's awesome. That's what you want. It just tells you how genuine of a guy he really and, is. And again, I, you know, I know I've been hard on George McCaskey here on this show a few times, but I have to give him credit with the hiring of Ryan Poles first I felt like that was kind of different from what he normally tries to do. He hired a GM that walked in the room, a young GM that had the balls to tell George, we need to blow this up. Yep. We got to trade Cleo Mack. We have to trade Roquan Smith. We have to trade Robert Quinn. Yep. We're going to get rid of these guys and we're going to start new. And, and George typically doesn't want to go that route. And then to double down on that and hire a guy in Kevin Warren who's outside of his circle is something that George typically doesn't do. Yeah. Creating a new position in some ways. I mean, Ted Phillips, more the financier, even though his, you know, title was president. You know, this is a true president, you know, face of this organization. So I give George McCaskey a lot of credit for making those changes. And why it's such a big deal is that the Bears haven't had it. This is a totally different dynamic to the organization. It's... I mean, we're talking night and day here. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a big deal. It is. It's they, a changing of the guard. Yeah, they don't like to go outside of their comfort zone often. They like the same things, the same styles, same people. Right. So to kind of see this is like, okay, maybe they're I made the joke that he was going to hire Tony Medlin as the next yeah. president. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, everyone loves Tony. <laughs> I right? love Tony, everyone too. Loves Tony. Right? It's just That's like George's way. He, he takes care of his own, and good for him on that. Uh, speaking of McCaskey, there is a little bit of breaking news before oh, yeah? we get into – Yeah, a little breaking news. Uh, Chris Emma uh, put on Twitter reporting, Bears matriarch Virgin Virginia McCaskey is a semifinalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame under contributor consideration. While the great Steve McMichael is also among the 60 semifinalists. You can Mongo oh. in there immediately, please. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How about do, do that instead of pulling the Ron Sano where you put him in, you yeah. know, two years yeah. he after. He deserves. I mean, they both obviously away. deserve. Yeah. Well, and uh, we can wrap up Warren t to tie that in. Uh, it was they were, He was just at a 
event or I, th- I think it was a funeral. I forget exactly. But anyway, Virginia was there. And is a quote in here. To touch her hand like that, this is Warren talking, I feel a direct connection to George Hallis, which is a direct connection to the beginning of pro football. <laughs> so it's a little, okay, little on intense. the, a little on the, <laughs> and that's what we've heard about him is he's intense, right? That's been one of the verbs used about Kevin Warren. He's I mean, intense. I'm, I'm touching Virginia, which gets me to George, <laughs> and you're like, and you're Warren, like your yeah. and and now, <laughs> I don't really want to touch you for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, and now and now we're right to the beginning of football. I'm like, I mean, I kind of was like amazed. And this by is that. what drives me nuts. It was amazing to circle back to the hard knocks and my disappointment again, telling the story of Virginia McCaskey that what, she ends up in the Hall of Fame. That would have been sweet, and they could have done something on Mongo, and there have been a lot of... Yeah, but, you know, there's 31 other teams that can yeah. tell a better story. Embrace your organization, but maybe they're... See, I credited know. George. Now I'm, oh, I'm hating right. on him again. Uh, all right. Zach, we eased you into the show, but Peppering Pearson's coming up in a second or so. so we got a super chat here. Yeah, let's before we do the break. Let's the... from Martin Ochoa. What's really up, Martin? That. Not sure if you guys have heard, but people have been saying the addition of DJ Moore isn't on the same. I can't. You, you scrolled it. Same level as, the, as the Bills my adding. Eyes, I am getting I, old. I, I got you. Isn't on the same level as the Bills adding Stefan Diggs and the Eagles adding Brown. What do y'all think? Uh, recency bias. Thanks for the Bears content. Thank you, Martin. Martin, appreciate you. Do I think that DJ Moore is just as good as AJ Brown and Stefan Diggs? Right. Zach, I'll let you handle that. Um, as much as I like DJ Moore, no, because I think those two guys are top 10. Um, AJ Brown, obviously top five wide receiver. But I do think like getting Justin Fields, that number one wide receiver, a good wide receiver, a wide receiver who has to play with um, God, Sam Darnold. He's had to play with some bad quarterbacks over the years and still producing. That's important. Um, so, like, yeah, he's not as good. I don't think he's as good as those two guys. Um, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully he comes out and is as good as those two guys. Um, but I think there is value because I think it opens things up if Darnell Mooney is healthy, um, Chase Claypool is healthy, you know, if Valus Jones is out there. Um, it, it does different things for different guys out there. So I, I think – the impact of DJ Moore is going to be felt um, right away. We've already seen it, you know, at training camp or at uh, OTAs and minicamp. Well, it, it's interesting if you just go by the numbers, uh, and, and Minnesota wasn't exactly having the best quarterback play either, but his, his last two years in Minnesota, and plus he was, you know, he had talent around him too, but his last two years in Minnesota, he, he, uh, he caught uh, 1,021 yards and then 1,130. And then when he got to Buffalo and got, you know, here comes Josh Allen and him, 1,535 down to 1225 um still same amount of targets 166 164 and then last year back up to 1429 so he made a major leap when he got to buffalo if he makes that same leap here we're gonna have a lot of heavy bears fans yeah and there's a chance obviously there's there's a chance for and it, it would mean very good things for this offense and and you know tying that together like josh allen needed to make a leap going yep. into 2020 and now we're getting a little bit down the very optimistic road, but maybe that maybe they can just be the exact and but I also realistically, I mean DJ Moore is gonna help Justin Fields a ton. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the weapons they had last year. There, it was nothing. I mean, Darnell Mooney before he got hurt. Um yeah, other than that it was it was not much at all. <laughs> so Martin, to to recap, to conclude, to put a bow on your super chat, I think it's possible. How's that? Um uh, it's it's entirely possible that he can be right there with those guys. So, fingers crossed that that's exactly what happens. Thanks again, Martin. Yeah. All right. Let us tell you about a way in which you can elevate yourself. And I've been trying to get Braggs to sign up along with me. Um, Because, you know, students are just like you when you go to Lewis University. Full-time jobs, full-time sports fandoms. That's what they got going on. You can go back to school, earn a respected degree at LUU, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in beautiful Romeoville. Uh... U.S. News and World Reports ranking Lou Yu, one of the top-tier colleges. They've got all sorts of grad programs for you, criminal justice and public safety, data science, computer science, eight-week sessions here. Um, you know, it can be, you can be, get your degree in, in one year, and all of a sudden you're, you're making more money than you're making now. 
cybersecurity, business analytics. There's undergrad degrees, too, for those of us who never finished our undergrad. Computer science, aviation mechanics, business analytics, criminal justice, business programs, if you want to start up your own organization one day. Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. lewisu.edu forward slash you can do this. Yeah, and I, I want to tell you about FOCO because they got the best some of the best bobbleheads in the game. Sure, go ahead. They do. They I, got some of the best apparel memorabilia in the game. Uh-huh. And you see, we've got bobbleheads on our set, one here with Justin Fields. Uh, so I want you guys to get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's baseball season. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, Everything you need for a game. Set decorations, as you see here. Foco has donated a few awesome pieces for our set, and we appreciate that. So go show them some love and check out foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Go to Foco. And our CHGO Bears offseason coverage, which includes Zach Pierce today from Bear Report. It's brought to you by ComEd, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com forward slash powering biz. All right, peppering Pearson for the first time ever on the show. Before you pepper Pearson, I would just like to also say, yes, in regards to DJ Moore, I was like feverishly trying. This is why I was also distracted because it was. There I am, <laughs> busting in, just to go back to DJ Moore really quick. It was driving me nuts. I couldn't find this stat. But he has the fifth most receiving yards all time before the age of 26. His 5,201 receiving yards trails only Randy Moss, Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, and DeAndre Hopkins for wide receivers before the age of 26. I mean, it's so that's great company. Yeah. And when you talk about whether he's Steph Diggs or A.J. Brown, okay, but the production does not lie. And when you consider the quarterbacks that he had throwing to him, you know, that's pretty impressive. Compared to the other ones, too. Exactly. The other ones you said DeAndre had, um, obviously, Watson – Randy Moss probably what Cole Pepper during most of that time. Right, Mike um, Evans. Mike Evans might have had some rough guys. Yeah, Jameis. <laughs> yeah, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. So I mean, the production I, doesn't lie. I, I, my expectation for DJ Moore is absolutely enormous. Let's go. He's going to get the ball a ton, and I just like having a guy in there with the maturity level yeah. where that you know Fields doesn't have to be like the, the number one guy in the room. That as far as like. I know the right way to go about my business. It's good to have a vet in there who's can be someone that Fields leans on if as as the ups and downs inevitably come through a season, which will get us to peppering Pearson. Let's pepper Pearson. Here we. There it is. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Law. Um, it's very nice. It's all right, graphic. Zach. What yeah. what would define a successful season for the 2023 Chicago Bears? A successful season, um, in my eyes, it's you see at the end of the year that in the hunt, in the playoff graphic, get me to like week 16, 17-ish, just be right there in the hunt, one or two games out. Um, I don't want to be eliminated by like week 9 or 10. I know sometimes they kind of stretch those graphics out a little bit, but yeah, just be, let me hover around 500 by week 16. Have, give yourself a shot. Just give yourself a shot at the end. Yeah. Extra so, team makes the playoffs. Yeah, you know, you're in, in a division. Each conference, we've done that for a few years yeah. now. Here's so, an extra week in the season now. So let's say they're six and nine at that point. They win out. They've got they've got a twelve percent chance that they're in the playoffs. All right. Okay. The other scenario, they're five and ten. They're out. They're not in the hunt, and and Fields is dynamic. Him, DJ's got 1,200 yards, um, but the defense hasn't stopped anyone all season long. Which would you rather have? I was going to say, that probably means the defense hasn't stopped. Um, man, uh, is the first scenario, are we assuming that Fields is yeah. playing okay? Yeah, he's playing okay. Um, I would change my mind then because I do think Fields playing better and showing improvement in key areas in the passing game is very important too. So I would say that would probably be the only scenario I'd 
I'd so, change that. So peppering Pearson, what would a successful season for Justin Fields look like to you? Um, yeah, getting you know getting better in the passing game, um, taking that next step forward. The offense put up a lot of points last year in that stretch, um, and Fields looked good, but the rest of the year it wasn't very good. Um, so for me, you know, get over about three thousand passing yards. Because um, I, I don't think they're going to take away his rushing. I, I think he'll still put that together. Um, you know, obviously they don't want him running as much as he did last year if he does improve in the in the passing game. Um, you know, take your checkdowns, take your short throws. You don't have to always scramble as much. Um, you know, just take that next step in, in the passing game. Work the footwork um, a little bit, which I think he's been doing. I'm yeah. gonna I, I want, I'm gonna put you in the in the corner here. How many yards per game in your mind does he need to throw for for it to be a successful season? Um, on average, I'd say what, what I said over three thousand total. Said so be about 185, 190. Three thousand if he plays all seventeen games is one hundred and seventy six yards. One hundred seventy six, yeah. And I'm guessing the is average that, is that good enough for you? Like what was that? One hundred seventy six. I, mean, I think that sucks, is my point. Yeah, because you'd, you'd want over 200, right? Right, you want Yeah, because last year, what was he at? 140-something? Last year, let's get it exactly right. Braggs, you have this off the top of your head? No, I don't. Is it a 22.15? 22.15 divided by oh. 14, am I right? I want to say it has to be like... 158. 158? Yeah. But let me... Do, I'm, do, I'm double-checking that. But, but, yeah. but we're going to have some games where he could throw 225... 250, and there's gonna be some games where he throws 125, 130, just depending on the game. Because I do think they want to be a run-first team still, and yep. still have him take that next step in the passing game. Um, but it's just gonna be game by game too, because they could be up. You know, let's say they're up 17 in the second half, and he might have 100. You know, yeah, 50. that's what we're talking about. We're just running the ball, running yeah, the clock run, out. They're Let's gonna run go. the football, right? Let's go. I mean, they've told us Field that. So, too. and this is what I said. As much as we all want, and and I want them to stray away from what he had to do last year to carry this team on his back. He gets yards fairly easily. Yeah. I mean, even just outside of the tough yards that he has to get, he's going to get close to a thousand rushing yards just by who he is in my yeah. opinion. Don't you think? I don't, Especially this year. I think it'll be tough to get a thousand again. Um, especially if he takes a step in the passing game. I mean, he missed two games. He did miss so, two. So, I mean, we're talking in a vacuum if he was healthy for the whole season. And yes. then the other point that we made the other day when we were talking about can he break records, now we're just trying to set where the, you know, a realistic expectation level, you know, was <laughs> they didn't really curtail him to running until, like, October, a few weeks into the season, so when they hit that stretch, right, they were putting like the up Patriots the, game on, yeah, the thirty so it, plus. It, like to me, if they come out the gates with the kind of same philosophy they had last year, and then slowly try to bleed this passing offense into it, he's still going to get rushing yards. Oh yeah, he'll get them. I don't know if it's going to be hard though getting a thousand in my eyes. I think how many quarterbacks have done back to back a thousand? I it's a good question. I that's that is a good question. I can try to do that uh, research on the flyer too. But I'm just paying attention to the chat. And I, I was with I was totally with Rob. Like two hundred minimum, which is thirty four hundred yards 30, if he stays yeah. healthy, and two twenty five would be a huge leap forward. He was at one forty nine and a half last year on average through fifteen games. Now let's just do the math on that. 150. Is DJ Moore in this lineup every week along with Darnell Mooney being healthy and Chase Claypool? Is that worth 75 more yards a game? I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it should be. Come on. I would hope it really so. really should yeah. be. Now, Zach, you said when you had to pick in the hunt or Fields having a dynamic year, but the team is bad still as far as record-wise and things, a lot of things still to work on. 225, by the way, I'm in trouble. That's 38.25. We are 175 away from 4,000. And when you like, think logically about this, I, it is very much on the table that I'm going to have to shave this head. I love it. Very he on the table. He agreed to shave yeah. his head if we hit 4,000. 4,000? Passing, yeah. As a team or just Fields? No, just Fields. passing. No, Fields. Oh. Yeah, no Nathan Peterman included in this. We're not putting we're not, we're Boyle. Said, we're not passing for Fields. But he, just for well, Fields. He, but he's talking he, Yeah, he's trying to. Well, he's throwing <laughs> yeah, P.J. Walker. Is that a team? Or no, no, no. Yeah. Just Fields. Man, well, it's never been done, so. <laughs> I mean, I. <sighs> it's on the table, man. Yeah. It, it'd be, and, and, that, and that means he. The hard part is is Fields is in a no-win situation because we even saw this last right, year. Why did you say that? 
because we even saw this last year where they were the worst roster in football and we had guys, you know, the evil media like you two and Hogue and uh, Weederer saying at the end of the season, well, they got to learn to win at the end of games at some point. And so Fields goes for 4,000 yards and 28 touchdowns, <laughs> but they only win five games. We're going to have the same Yahoo's coming out of the woodwork going, well, he doesn't know how to close. He Cause it's not like they're going to lose by 30 every game. Yeah, they're going to no. lose close. Yeah. And every time it'll be Fields fault, even though it's the rest of the teams, you know, that has yeah. a, has a say in this. I was, I was full tank last year when they Me got, too. yeah, I was full tank. I, I'll tell you that last game, the season watching especially Houston. when fields got hurt yeah it was it was like, like, yeah when he got hurt it was like yeah geez. never play him again you were kind of worried like will nathan peterman pull one out against what was it, well, minnesota the jets yeah the jet like oh, was that was a debacle yeah no i mean fields is in a tough spot i mean because like you said like if 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 that is a scenario he plays well and they're losing it's going to be well they still haven't learned how to win like they used to he, do that to michael jordan back in the day right <laughs> When they weren't winning and he was dynamic, they're like, oh, he's not a good teammate. He's a, they were, they'd come up with these things. And don't Mariotti was don't, ringing Don't get me riled up. But, yes, that's what they do. He yeah. doesn't know how to win. Well, it's narrative spinning, don't, right? I mean, that's Doesn't make of, his teammates better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can learn to win, too, as you go. Like, this year, they can learn to win. I mean, right away, they got a great opportunity against Green Bay. They win that game. You learn how to win a rivalry game. Like, you haven't – Beating Green Bay a lot in the last, what, 15, 20 years? Right. So, yeah, you can learn to win I mean, the way. like, if you're just saying, you know, in a vacuum, what, like, if neither scenarios made the playoffs. Yeah. You're going to take the one where Fields is this unbelievable dynamic yeah. future superstar of this league, gets 4,001 yards on the season, one yard on the season, 29 touchdowns, but their record isn't good because now you get to just stack the deck again with your pick and the Carolina pick. Yeah. I'm certainly not rooting for that. I'm just saying if you had to pick both scenarios, you know, which one is the that's going to work best for the Bears, it's getting your answer for Fields and getting the best draft yeah, equity and, you possibly can. I mean, the NFC nor or the NFC is so bad in general. Like they should still be in that graphic because they were in it last year until what, like week nine, ten, eleven. Because there's so many teams that sit there. You get through ten weeks and you're right four and six, and the the seventh place team is five and five. You know right. what I mean? So yeah, when I mean, we played the Lions, where the Bears should have won at Soldier Field, yeah, the whole they yeah. were both kind of at a crossroads there. Yeah. Because the Bears had just beaten the Patriots, yep. and it was like, can they make some kind of a you know fake push? Yes, in should have won that game. And instead, it was the Lions that did it, yep. and the Bears floundered off. Yep, and the Bears were up in that game, what fourth uh, quarter, pretty late. Yeah, they were up yeah. ten. Ten, and then Fields threw the pick, pick six. Yep. You just sent me down the uh, a, a dark, deep. Oh a rushing road. Uh, Josh Allen has rushed for back-to-back seasons of 763 and 762 in the last two years. Not a thousand, but just interesting that once he got established throwing the football, he's still running at plenty, yep. nearly 800. Which I think if we if Fields ran for 760, we would take that yes. all day. He right? will run for a minimum of 800 yards. I'll bet money on that. Okay, I, I'm not arguing with you, but I'm just. Yeah. I'm just kind of teeing up <laughs> what would be an I you know, Allen's got a great combination of throwing the football and running it. Uh, and Gary put it in the chat, but then I had done the research by the time he did. I beat you, Gary. And maybe you just knew that. But the, uh, the only receiver or only quarterback to ever rush for back-to-back 1,000 is Lamar. 1,200 and then 1,000 then in back-to-back years. So he set the NFL record the and next pro- year at 1,000. Am I guessing that both those years were in 16-game seasons? Not that you that need is correct. To keep diving. That the, is one correct. of them was his MVP year. Right. The first one was his MVP year, and yeah. 2020 was yeah. the COVID year. So, I mean, if we follow the Lamar pen, we'll go back to back. My guy Herb Howard uh, is asking the question, if the offense is healthy enough, Mooney, Claypool, O-line, for him to flirt with 4K, their record will be solid. No way one happens without the other. So Herb's saying that if they're scoring points, they're winning games. You guys agree? It's a lot of confidence in that defense, Herb. Yeah, that's what I say, the defense, man. I mean, because what? They saw – they scored 30-plus or close to 30 in four straight games last year, three straight, and how many of those did they win? 
I think the defense got better. Did they get better enough where they're not going to be near the bottom or dead last in sacks, pressures, stopping the run? I, I don't know. Because if they can't stop the run or get the quarterback, it's well, that, be that's the thing. Uh, and I've, we used to have this discussion a lot last year, too. There is a, he says, there's no way. Herb Howard says there's no way one happens without the other. And there is. I mean, the Bears could be a solid team. Like This is where, like, in my opinion, a lot of fans get in trouble where they use this fan math of, okay, we won X games last year. We picked up X, Y, and Z players. So that equals this many more wins. Yeah. Or in the team now has been together for an extra year. So that's worth another two wins. Yeah. When every season is its own you know, every game is its own nutshell. So now you go into this year, they can be a good team where last year they were a bad team and lost a bunch of close games. They could be a good team and lose a bunch of close games. And the schedule too, like we have a last place schedule that doesn't matter come week one in my eyes. Cause it changes. I mean, teams get better, teams get worse. Like, yeah, you know, the schedule now, but look at last year, like Detroit, right? We probably would have said, Oh yeah, that's two, two guaranteed wins or at least one. Should have won one, but they got better as the year went on, and they. It's not, and it's not those. who you play; it's when you when play you them. When you play them too, because yeah. when you look at the schedule, you don't know who's going to be out what week, and yep. there's just so many variables. Then you got the refs; how are they going to call it at the end? You know, we've had that; we've ran into that problem a few times, as has many teams in the NFL. There's just a lot, lot of, of variables. a lot of variables. I got it. Uh, I'm also. Just I mean, I get the hypothesis in general. It, it, it the logic. I understand it, but it's not a guarantee. This, by the way, this segment's called Peppering Pearson, which is veering all over the place, which is totally <laughs> fine. Wait, uh, hold on quickly while we're veering. Yeah. Burke Doubleday with a 499 Super Chat saying, if you had to choose the number of wins of both the Bears and Panthers, what would it be? How high do you really want that pick? Are you I mean, kidding? That's, that's you easy. want the first pick, baby. I want, but, I want pick number one and yeah. pick number 32. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Bookend it. I mean, I, I think you're saying that, Burke, because... If they get the number one pick, then you're going to have the whole Fields controversy again, and you're you don't want to deal with whether or not they should trade Justin Fields. But when you win the Super Bowl, you know you have a quarterback, oh, look, and then you get number one, and you just start selling again. And let's let's put it this way: if, if, if that happened, that they had that pick and Fields was great, they would trade it, and they'd get a mountain for it. Oh yeah, it would be in, it would be the greatest thing that could ever happen. And the other side of it, if they get that pick and Fields sucks, well. You're drafting a quarterback. That's the, that would be the end they'd, of Justin Fields. They'd get in great Chicago. trade packages for one, two, three, especially if it's yeah. Marvin Harrison or Drake May right there too. Like, yeah, we want a terrible Carolina season, terrible. all day. Yeah, I, I don't. And I'll be every time they're on the road. I'm gonna find out where their hotel is and I'm gonna call the hotel and create a big stir up. I'll have somebody go there and pull the fire alarm. We're doing things. We're doing things this year. I just uh, incriminated myself. That's okay. It's okay. You're you're you don't really mean it, even though I do. Mean it's a great it. idea, and I hope you follow through. <laughs> uh, Send them the old 90, 97 Jordan pizza. 80, 98. 98. 98. Come on, that's <laughs> an easy one. Come on, P Boogie really for a buck. Says everyone keeps really talking about four thousand yards. That's only two hundred thirty-six a game. That's not a lot of yards. I believe it's really doable course that assumes he plays all 17 yeah. yeah and again i mean last year didn't come close like you said Garm, though does dj Moore healthy darnell mooney and you know hopefully chase claypool will be in better than what he was last year the f- quote-unquote full off season i know he's been hurt is that does that make up though what was it 75 yeah. yards and I'm in this Josh Allen comparison right now because you look at Diggs coming over there. He went from his, after two years, he threw for 2,074 and 3,089 yards. Busted, busted out his third year. 4,544, 4,407, 4,283 the last three years. So he made an enormous jump from year two to year three. We saw the same jump last year from, from with Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's further underlining I mean, this is really the season for Justin. He, he just, yeah. he, it's got to happen. It has yeah. to happen. He's got to have a major, major, major step forward. It's, yeah, it's, but like we're talking, and we did this the other day, we were talking about breaking four. records. We're talking about the, the ceiling, but what is the lowest 
you'll accept as successful. I, I'd set it at 3,200. Yeah. I also, like, I think it's interesting because of the quarterbacks that are coming out next year, the hype around Caleb Williams and Drake May. We will know on Justin. We have to know. Like, I'd, I think almost the worst-case scenario for the Bears is that he's just kind of just, like, in the middle. And you, what do you do? And the Panthers pick. And the Panthers pick is right the there. Or pick. your pick is right there. Like, it, well, or the Panthers are the 12th overall pick. You have no options there. Yeah. And and then you're going down the road of are we paying him $45 million knowing that he's the 18th to 23rd best quarterback yep. in the NFL uh, and hoping that he's going to crack it and or the Bears are just going to somehow figure out a way to win Sorry. with that level <laughs> of quarterback. That's what you don't want. Yeah, or do you reset the clock and just take a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract? And Which, right, yeah. which they could have done now, but it, they didn't have enough information. Yeah. I totally get it, and I think it's obvious his talent, and let's hope that they can put some weapons around him like they did and, the, and protect him better, and it's all going to come together. Damn it, that's what's happening. Yeah, and I, and I hear that, Herb, if you're still there, I'm, that was me getting on the train. <laughs> Yeah, and I just think, like, unless there's catastrophic injuries to the receiving room, you're going to have a guy miss a week here and there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's less about his weapons, whether it be running back or receiver, and it's more about, you know, the offensive line. As long as there's continuity, this offense will be able to move the ball. Should and be Justin better, yeah. will have better numbers. Yeah, uh, they should be better. And, and Herb's point is, I'm not talking about 12 wins. I'm talking eight or nine. If Justin is anywhere near 4K, they will win eight games. That's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, the 12, yeah. No. I mean, the eight. defense would have to be historically bad if, he's, if they're controlling the clock and he's thrown for 4,000 yards and the running back room is doing what they're doing. Um, I mean, they, they, spoiler alert, I'm going to pick them to win nine games. I am picking them to win nine games. I'm going to, you know, when we get closer to the season, I'm sure we'll go over this a little more thoroughly. But I feel confident, even as the team stands right now and looking at the schedule, how it is, even though we understand that it's not who you play, it's when you play them, that I feel confident that this team can win nine games. And that, that that's kind of one of my, in the peppering Pearson segment that I wanted to ask you is, where is your bar of your acceptability of win total for this team this season. Yeah, it's got to be, what, 7-8? Yeah, you I, I that's, that's kind of where I've always put it is, like, 7, I mean, you're twisting my arm and I'm not happy about it, but I'll take it. Yeah. I think, eight, yeah. Anything 8 or above is a success. Yeah. Anything below 7 is a disappointment. Yeah, because looking at last year, like, they had the worst record, obviously. They weren't the worst team. It's like roster-wise, talent-wise. I think there are a couple of worse teams. Um, yeah, I mean, seven, eight, I think, you know, you look at seven and you're, okay, you're probably still hanging in the playoff hunt a little bit. You're probably in the division. I don't think the division winner is probably going to have, what, nine, ten? Like, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a good division. I agreed. Agreed, It'd which is why they division. should be in the damn-ass hunt. Yeah. Um, and they should have a lot of energy. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. And there's more peppering Pearson coming back after the sec uh, in the time we have left here. Uh, show's moving quickly. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills right now and also into the future. That's right. First reader, the ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Let me get a breakdown on that. How does it work? I'm going to tell you how that works. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a re report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. 
get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to go schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Did you just say comed.com slash powering biz? Indeed I did. Schedule it today. You got it, Edward. You're all there for comed. Because our fans love you, Comet. So thank you so much. And uh, they also, as we well know, from so many testimonials that you've been seeing all over the place, is they love their Shady Rays. And you know why they love the Shady Rays? Because they're the best damn shades in the game. Because they've got the most insane protection uh, situation in all of eyewear, man. Every pair of sunglasses, lost and broken replacements. You lose it, you break it, can't find it. You gave it away and they didn't like it. I didn't say that, but hey, you know, there's all sorts of ways. You've no questions asked. You go to shadyrays.com. They will give you a brand new pair. No questions asked because they've got your back long after you purchase. You buy a pair of Shady Rays, you don't like it. 30 days, return it. No problem. They will give you your money back. There is no risk when you buy yourself a beautiful pair of shady ray sunglasses so take on the gear with the gear built to last our friends at shady race have you covered the warm weather ahead polarized shades at an affordable price now listen to this for you the chgo listener uh yeah you go to shadyrays.com you use the code chgo you get 50 percent off on two or more pairs of the polarized sunglasses Try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I have not met one person who has bought Shady Rays and has complained about it and or told us that they weren't awesome. I think of people from like high school writing me on LinkedIn. I love my Shady Rays. So check out ShadyRays.com. All right. We got about five minutes here, Zach. Yeah. Full peppering. Let's roll. Um, the, se- the wide receiver on the Chicago Bears who will be second to DJ Moore in yards will be? Uh, Darnell Mooney. And Darnell Mooney will have how many yards? I think he'll get about, I'll say 950. 950 doesn't crack 1,000, but it's a solid yeah. season. Who's number three? Number three? Um, man, I don't want to give a generic answer. I think it's going to be, um, I'll give the generic. I'll give Chase Claypool. You're going to give Claypool? Yeah, I'll give Claypool. You think it goes that way, Braggs? In Peppering Pearson? You think it goes as do you go? Do you think it goes chalk basically, more Mooney Claypool, or do you think we get a wild card in that three spot, and or two spot for that matter? No, it should be those three. It You've should invested. be. You've invested. I mean, short of injury, so are you, we predicting injury? Because I don't like doing that. It's not nice. It's part of the prediction. Yes, you can. <laughs> I don't again. like doing that. I'm not it's saying not you like karma. it. It's not about like. I don't like it. All right, who leads the Bears in rushing yards? I'm gonna say Roshan Johnson. Wow, yep. that's a bold take. Yep, I think he'll take over as the quote-unquote starter. Wow. At some point, yeah. You're a Texas guy? No, North no. Carolina. Okay, that's yeah. right, North Carolina. Yep. That was, that was, now that would be an absolute stunner. Yeah, I, I, I just think, man, I think they're going to running back by committee, and I think eventually he'll take over. So you are super high on Roshan. Yes, yes. You agree with that there, Braggs, Peppering, Pearson? I need to see that camp, so no. I, I don't know. Do you understand that we're doing a show right now? <sighs> no, I'm not. I don't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see it. I mean, we could just just do that every until camp. See it. We could just have I got to see it. You know, I got to see it week one. Thank I'm you not for watching willing, the to, I'm not Bears willing to agree with him there. Okay. I got I to see more from Roshan. Okay, so you don't agree. That, you don't that's agree. why I said no. No, you said I got to see it. You didn't say no. You said I got to see it. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to brag. That's basically the same thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lawrence. Keep peppering. Uh, Khalil uh, Herbert okay. leads the team in Russia. All right. Peppering. Who, has, who leads the Bears in sacks? Oh, man. If it's Jaquan Brisker, I yeah, flip this uh, table. Uh, God, that, that one's actually tough. Um, I'm going to say it's going to be – I'll say Justin Jones, but I think it's going to be a small number. I think it'll be five. I think four, Justin five, Jones. Six, yeah. And it's a tough question. Who yeah, the that one's hard. I mean yeah, – Right. Last year was Brisker, Sanborn, and Roquan Smith, wasn't it? I'm going to say Jack Sanborn. You going with the Sand God? I'm going with the Sand God. They're going to dial up some blitz packages. Did you see Did you see Nick's? Uh, yeah, I, I saw his. I knew that would Dude get was you watching excited. film last night at like 9 o'clock at night, <laughs> and which is just 
God bless Incredible. him. Zach, your thoughts on the sand god? Someone in the chat asked it earlier. What are your, what are your uh, thoughts on I think he's going to be tested by uh, Sewell. I think Sewell's going to push him for that, uh, for that uh, other linebacker job. Sand God had two sacks last year. How dare you say what you just said, Zach? That is, that is unfortunate. No one's pushing the Sand God. But that'll be, it'll be an interesting thing to watch for sure. Yeah, Eberflus's defenses, typically their defensive line doesn't tally up many sacks, even when yeah, they have true. a solid yeah. defense. So I just think I don't want it to be brisker again, but yeah. they do like to dial up different blitzes coming from different areas. Would you be shocked if it was brisker? I'll be angry. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I, I'll be angry. Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, Demarcus Walker, but like you I mean, said, Brisker is basically their fourth linebacker. Yeah, but for whatever reason, that'll irritate. Sanborn might not be in on all those passing situations. They're probably going to go a lot of nickel. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. We'll wrap up Peppering Pearson back to Fields. Will he break any Bears passing records this year? Touchdowns is twenty nine. Total yards is in the thirty eight hundreds. I forget the exact number by Eric Kramer. 38-38. 38-38. Does he break any records? I'm going to say no. you say no. Yeah. That hair, doesn't mean I don't. Your hair is else. safe. <laughs> that would be hair safe. How about does he break any records in his career with the Bears? Oh, that's a good one. Um, And they could include season records or uh, like career records? Or are you just yeah, you suggesting? Want- I am going more career. But I, okay. for a week ago, single game, I'm not sure what the single game record Well, no, I mean, like the season record, maybe he doesn't get it this year, but maybe Zach thinks he gets that's it what I'm, That's what I'm saying. Sing, I mean, single game, I think eventually he'll get I mean, he's already broken some single game records. Um, season, yes, I think so. Who is going to get cut? Like, um... A surprise Surprise? Cut. I'm actually writing on this, like, five guys in the roster bubble. Surprise cut. Uh, I'm trying to go through the list. I think maybe someone like um, Kendall Vildor, maybe? Kendall um, Vildor's be, in there. That'd be a surprise. Travis um, Gibson. Travis Gibson would be a surprise. Dominic Robinson. Robinson. I'm trying to go through my list of who I had. Um on it, but yeah, I think Door might be a surprise one. Um, I like Kindle. I'm a Kindle guy. I don't. That's know, right. I don't think Tristan Ebner would be a surprise. Well, that's. I guess if we were to go like crazy surprise, that likely won't happen. But that defines a surprise. Valus is in there. Valus, yeah. I'd say Vildor. Even he kind of falls short of because everyone's just so hot on his mistakes last year. I think guys that would really defines surprise is if they were to add a defensive end and Travis Gibson all of a sudden becomes on the bubble or one of the running backs like Khalil Herbert because they brought in Tristan Ebner. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if. And I I don't think think either, but I'm just trying to find an actual uh, surprise. Larry Borum, would it be a surprise to you? I don't think that's a surprise anymore. See, I look at Leatherwood, I don't think it's a surprise. I think Borum would be more of a surprise. Okay. Leatherwood. Lucas Patrick. Yeah. I, I mean, I highly doubt it, but that, that's a name. Um, you know, if, if for some reason Cody Whitehair gets banged up, in, that would be an interesting potential. Yeah, they're pretty much set. Like. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Good show, General Zach Pearson. Thanks so much for wait, being wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. Pepper what? Pearson. What you- Who's winning tonight, USA or Panama? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, a- um, I'm going to say USA, but it's going to be tough, man. Panama's pretty good. Where's the game? What a comeback. It's, against yeah, that, Canada. But this is our C squad. It's like our C squad. It's like our BC. Squad. Did you go to the uh, Jamaica match? I did not. I was actually out of town. I think I got back from like Arizona that day or something. He was going, and then that kind of like light bulb for me. Like I was at the Sox game the other day. I was like, fun. The shoot over there was awesome. It was awesome. Soldier Field is fun for soccer. And it Jamaica plays blast. Mexico on the other side, so there could yeah. be a rematch. Yeah. In the I, in the I went to a Gold Cup. Like seven, eight years ago at Soldier Field. It was awesome. Walking up for it, it was like a Monday night football game. It's a shame we're not getting a World Cup game. Yeah, it is. Come on. Shame. And by the way, it's great for football too, damn it. (laughs) These people at Soldier Field sucks. So I'm excited for that tonight. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good good match. It was cool to come back against Canada. Yep. Extra minutes goal. Yeah. And then to win in penalty. Have I ever mentioned that the Bears should stay... On the lake He's said that a few times on this show that he wants to stage. It was a very nice time uh, at Soldier Field for the Gold Cup. It was. It was lovely. It was lovely. Damn it. Uh, Zach, continued success. 
Thank you, guys. FairReport.com. Yes. Check it out. He's and in a hard competition with Moriano and Hogue for best hair oh, on the yeah. media beat. And the Jordans. And the Jordans. Yeah, it's a little something. Be careful with the Jordans in the rain walking back to your yeah. car. That is, that's, 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 you got the new shoe cleaner things that are, that just keep things fresh and easy. <laughs> Plastic bags, wrap them up. All right, Ben and I has got pizza coming. We got to go. Thanks for, so much for walk, uh, watching. If you haven't already, hit, hit that like, like button. Hit the like button you on the way out. You guys were slacking yesterday. And if you don't get us over 200, like 100 right now, then Adam Hogue is never coming back. And you're going to have to listen to me and Carm all season. So this is a final warning. All of you right now, how many people are watching? How many people are watching? 267. If you guys do not hit the like button right now to 100, I'm not, we're not ending the show. Get it to well, 100 or Hogue is never coming back. And then Carm will sing on every show yeah, until problem. we get to that point. I'm getting sick of this. You guys are getting lazy. Zach comes out here on his hard work and time. I don't appreciate it. I don't like any of you except for her. Come Bauer. on now. We love all of you. All right. Thank you for uh, joining We love us. everyone. But please hit the like button. We appreciate Let's it. Let's go. The like button helps us. Look at Mooney. See the finger? Look at how fast it climbs when Great. I start threatening, I threatening you. It. Great move by Rob Schwartz unliking for this rant. Never yell at the people that are supporting you. Yeah, yeah I don't care. And Bear yeah. Zone doesn't like it. It's getting old. Well, you know what else is getting old? Is you not hitting the like button. So hit it. <laughs> have, have you hit the like button, Braggs? I know you're in the chat. Did I? <laughs> No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. See? I did. There you so. go. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow you chill, noon. And, uh, yeah, Nick is back tomorrow. We've got... <laughs> is I'm Bragg's going, back tomorrow? Or no, gonna, I'm going to a concert okay, we're gonna, tomorrow. So we're going to... We, he won't be yelling at Brothers you Brothers Osborne. You're free to hit the like without him yelling at you tomorrow. I, I, so this is the last show that we have this week together. And then you're going uh, on vacation, right? No, I'm out ne next Wednesday I take off. So you got me for four more before I... Say goodnight for a couple of days. But I take quick vacations. I come right back. I miss you too much. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for watching. CHGO Bears. We'll see you tomorrow.